Health Podcast. So today we're joined with Dr. Millie, who is here on behalf of Align Technology. As we're talking about technology this week for National Smile Month, she is here to talk about the technology that goes into aligner treatment and clear aligners and just how far orthodontic technology has advanced in recent years. So I hope that you enjoy this episode. It was definitely um, an eye-opening experience for me and I hope that you learn a lot. Thank you to Align Technology for sponsoring this episode of the Oral Health Podcast. Okay, so Dr. Millie, it's amazing to have you with us. Do you want to just take a second to introduce yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. So my name is Dr. Millie and I'm a general dentist. So I work in London in a in a few practices going around doing Invisalign. Um, and I have been using Invisalign now since 2016. Um, and really it has become what I spend most of my time doing. So when I started using it, um, I really fell in love with what clear aligners and what um, the treatment can offer patients and also sort of being able to create that work-life balance for me as well Um, and now that's really what I what I do so it's been a bit of a journey um, but loving every second of it and keeping it keeping the journey going further forward in the future. Brilliant okay so if anyone doesn't know what exactly is Invisalign um, treatment what what does it entail? Um, so Invisalign um, or clear aligners are ortho- is an orthodontic appliance and it is an alternative um, to, you know, the more traditional fixed braces. And so it, it's an appliance and you normally don't get just one. You normally get a series. So you might have 12 or 15 or 20 or 50 um, stages of clear aligners. So you get them in, in little packets and you move on from week by week. And what that means is that the teeth are moved in small increments from where you are now to where, you know, you've decided and your doctor or dentist has decided you want that final position to be. So it gently moves the teeth. Um, And really, it's an incredible technology to be able to do that with, you know, when you think about it, little bits of plastic um, to get the teeth straight. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I had braces when I was younger and they were like the traditional metal train track braces. Um, I'm sure, you know, awkward 12 year old Sophie would have loved something like Invisalign because it, it is so much less in your face. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think I feel like everyone sort of or lots of people go through this phase when they're younger, they do want braces. I mean, I said I wanted braces and glasses at the same time. The optician wouldn't give me glasses. And then I kind of got a little bit too much when I when I had my braces because I actually had a skeletal discrepancy. So where my jaws were the wrong size. And so I was put into a head brace. So I had this really stunning (laughs) um, yellow, red and yellow red and green or yeah or red blue and green a red blue and green strap that went around the back of my head to try and stop the forward growth of the top of my jaw so as a as a 12 year old girl in an all-girls school that was not quite what I had in mind but I also had the train tracks as well <laughs> oh wow yeah well um you know sounds sounds very stylish <laughs> it wasn't the best look I have to say but it did it did do its job so that's the main thing exactly and uh it uh it stopped me needing something you know more more invasive like surgery Mm -hmm. so in your practice then when you're seeing patients are you seeing them want 
things like Invisalign more than, you know, compared to a few years ago? Because as we've just, you know, discussed, technology's moved on a lot when it comes to orthodontics. Is is Invisalign more sought after? So I think, uh, yes, I would say so. So I I believe there has been an increase in all sorts of aesthetic, aesthetic dental treatments. We definitely saw a big boom after lockdown when people could see themselves talking on Zoom um, and other sort of um, online video platforms. And people are becoming more aware of the options, I would say, that are available to them through things like social media, um, you know, in, in the news, in magazines. Actually, there's a lot more talk about what's on offer and patients are better educated, which is fantastic. Um, so they are more empowered now to make decisions that are right for them. And in terms of clear aligners, because they are nearly invisible, and I never say they are truly invisible, because patients, like when when they're wearing them, they'll be able, they'll look in the mirror and they can see them, because obviously it's your own face. But most people can't really tell you're wearing them, and they definitely don't stand out straight away. Now, I always say that people who are wearing Invisalign have worn Invisalign or dentists. We can always tell because we 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 we're more attuned to what what they look like so when you're wearing Invisalign you know it's um it's almost like when you have a, when you have one car you, you see your car all over the place and I think more people are having it and it's becoming more of a uh more of an acceptable treatment I would say so people aren't like trying to hide it as much as perhaps they would have been previously because it's become more of a social norm um you know everyone you know you just pop out your aligners so when you're in clinic and you're uh, using things like Invisalign, how exactly is it different to traditional braces? So say, like, I'm not a dentist. I don't have any prior understanding, if you like, of how it all works. So for, for you know, for all patients, what I do is I do, an, I do a stand, like a standard assessment um, because I'm looking to make sure that when it, one, whichever treatment modality we use is appropriate. And, you know, sometimes we need to do work first before that, before people are suitable to have orthodontic treatment, whether that's fixed or clear aligners. And I think for me, I try to to well, I try to always do a very um I try to do an assessment that would give us the opportunity to see what options there are rather than doing an assessment that leads someone down a very particular pathway. Because actually, I would say my role as, as a dentist, yes, is to look after people's teeth, but it's also to look after people. Um, and I need to make sure that I can offer and look at the different options available and talk to the patient about the pros and cons of each option and which is going to be the most Mm, suitable one for them or the most effective one for them so I do I do facially driven treatment planning um and um so I look at the face the joints the teeth and I look at all the health stuff so everyone that comes to see me actually gets a checkup at the same time um and then I'm looking you know at the orthodontic assessment seeing what the teeth where the teeth are what how they need to move um is it um you know, going to be relatively straightforward. Are there complexities? Um, are the teeth 
worn away so sometimes when the teeth are crowded the teeth can wear um and so therefore is it going to be enough just to do orthodontic movement or do we need to be doing some restorative at the start uh, at the end as well to get the teeth into the right shape because whilst teeth can uh, whilst teeth can be moved they're not going to miraculously change shape with the with invisalign or traditional braces and you know there is there is and then looking at the type of tooth movements and is it going to be suitable for clear aligners and what we need to achieve for the patient now i would say that i used to do fixed fixed appliances first before i did um, clear aligners and now i can do everything that i would be happy to take on with fixed i can do with clear aligners that's not always the case um for everyone so some people feel more comfortable doing some some cases with fixed and some cases with clear aligners which is completely fine um i guess it depends and you know and conversely people people will feel more comfortable with some fixed appliances for cases than i would so it also depends really on your dentist experience and what cases they've done what training they've done and where you know where they um, feel their competency lies so when you're looking for a dentist who's going to carry out the treatment that's that's an important aspect uh, aspect to consider as well so i tend to see i actually tend to see a lot of patients who've been told they can't have clear aligners um but when we break down the case actually we can normally get what they want it just is going to take a little bit longer or we need to do we you know we need to think carefully about how we're going to plan that um, and so I have those conversations um, at the start with the patient of course to make sure that they're fully informed with what option they're going to go ahead with. So then um you know, is there any situations where it's just not possible to use clear aligners for a patient? Because like you say, someone could have seen a dentist previously and they've said absolutely not. But then, you know, you can sit with them a little bit more and go, oh, well, yes, we can. But first we need to do X, Y, Z. Or is there any situations where it's just not practical? So there are movements which are more predictable with fixed appliances um compared to, to compared to, to clear aligners and there are some movements which clear aligners are actually really you know really good at um compared to fixed appliances so i think when you're doing that assessment and when you're looking at those mo- movements it's it's a balance so you know if that movement's going to be more difficult with clear aligners but we'll get there it just might take a little bit longer then I would say that that's still okay if that movement's going to be really really challenging and perhaps we're not going to get it then I'll be speaking to the patient about you know their other options having said that with the use of auxiliaries and when I say auxiliaries I mean extra things like little elastics um we can put little screws into the bone to help us we can make those movements which are less predictable more predictable and get and get that end result so again it comes down to experience and really what you're bringing to the table um as as a patient in terms of your uh, we, one of my uh, mentors and 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 my educators. So from from the courses I've done, they say you know they don't come just with um they come with dental baggage. You know not everyone comes with a pristine set of teeth. So uh, sometimes we have to work around that, especially if they've had implants in the past or you know um 
maybe they've got retained baby teeth that we need to be cautious about. Um, and I think the beauty of clear aligners is actually that we can work around those quite easily because we can program for no movement to be on those teeth. Um, as the planning is done digitally on a sort of computer or web-based computer program which is fantastic and you know that really allows me to show the patient what their teeth will look like before we even start and talk to them about you know what we need to do so maybe when we need to use um you know an extra auxiliary so something a little bit more to get the movement in an efficient way and show them you know are you happy with this end result are we going to you know this is why I move the teeth to this position does that make sense to you and you know does does that look like something that you you want to do and for patients I find that it really helps them actually own their treatment a little bit more because they can see the end result. And, yeah. it, and I want my patients to be part of the, the, the sort of treatment planning. Like, so don't get me wrong. My job is obviously to do the treatment planning, but I don't want someone to feel that I'm doing something to them. I like it to be very much this team approach where we're doing something together um, because I do my bit, which is, which is, you know, the planning and getting the predictability. They've got to do their bit, which is wearing the aligners and also giving me feedback as to whether, you know, that's, yeah, that is what I was expecting, or maybe that isn't quite what I was expecting. Is it possible to tweak this or this? And then we can have a conversation about, yeah, it is possible or actually maybe that isn't possible um, in this particular case because of x y and z and this is why and I find that um, doing that people just it's just such a nice treatment I mean it's so nice to see what your teeth are going to look like before you start <laughs> you have that end goal yeah that's really interesting I wish something like that existed when I have my braces treatments because it from what I remember, you just had your impressions done and they sort of said, yeah, uh, this is kind of what it'll look like, but um, we don't know. Yeah. And it's actually really cool to know that there is a way to say, this is exactly what your teeth are going to look like. Yeah. That's amazing. I should put in advert. I should put exactly in inverted commas, just in case some, you know, with the less predictable. Movement. Yeah, obviously you've got to account for um, discrepancies and things like that, but still. Yeah, but... And it's getting better and better because now we can show people in their own face. So we've got in-face visualizations. So we take a photo of the patient's face and we can superimpose a ClinCheck into the patient's face. Before it was just sort of floating teeth. And now we can see it inside the patient's, you know, inside the patient's actual smile. So that's AI technology. And I mean, it's so cool. Like previously, clear aligners, um, you know, before you know going back decades you know you'd have to you'd, you'd take the model and then you'd sort of almost cut the cut the teeth reposition the teeth um and then reposition the tooth then you'd be you'd be creating the aligners like that so it was a very manual process and then really when with the the development of the clincheck and the software um actually that now is all done digitally and i think that's really where that you know that huge step forward in terms of um uh availability of, of of the product and usability of the product has has made a big difference and has now become more more widespread because of that yeah that sounds really cool um another you know piece of technology that align use is these big fancy itero scanners that um you guys use in your treatment plans 
As I said, I'm a non-dentist. They seem like absolute wizardry to me. But can you just explain exactly what those are, how they're different to just a regular scan? So I so the well, traditionally, we would take molds of the patients of, of people's mouths. And I think, I mean, you've had braces. We can all agree it's not that pleasant. There's a lot of goop going on. And so what the scanners do, what the iTero scanner does, um, it takes it takes a 3D image of the teeth. So actually you don't have to do all that goopy stuff. Um, it creates that model for us and it creates that model digitally for us. Um, and by, by doing that, one, we have the model, but also it creates all this data for us. So one, we can keep, keep, you know, scans from the patient's checkups for our general patients and see if there's any changes in a way that actually is far more accurate than our eyes can so here i'm thinking about gum recession so where the gums um, move down to the roots of the teeth rather than staying where they are and there's a few different reasons for that but we can see how that's progressing over the years if we think about two teeth that are wearing. So where you've got some tooth wear, we can scan and we can compare them um, and see how how quickly that, that's wearing. And, you know, that's really empowering for people to see because, you know, a lot of the time the changes are so subtle that actually you don't notice. And then 10 years down the line, you're like, oh my gosh, my teeth have really worn or they're really, and, you're, and you think it's happened in the last two years, but actually it's been happening, you know, over time most of the time, not all the time. Um, and it's a great communication tool. I mean, when I use it, patients are like blown away by the fact that they can see their teeth. And, you know, I mean, we all, we all know that dentists probably aren't people's favorite place to be or people to be sat in the chair. It's very personal and a lot of people don't like it. And I really, you know, I really do understand. And hopefully, you know, at the moment, the profession's really changing and we're, we're trying to move past that and create a better experience for people. Um, but one of the things that obviously when you perhaps don't like the dentist so much, there's this trust element. And, you know, I, you have when, when I say, oh, yeah, you've got a hole in your tooth or you've got a crack in your tooth. You kind of have to just take 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 someone's word at it and then you know you do the treatment whereas now if i can show you the hole in the tooth if i can show you the crack in the tooth actually what this means is that you that that barrier is taken 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 down because seeing is believing right when you can see something you're like oh yeah no i can see that right that makes sense and i think i certainly when i first started i didn't I probably because we see teeth all the time we're really obsessed with teeth because we're dentists you know for us when we say oh there's a hole there's a crack it makes complete sense in our mind but actually when you're trying to communicate that with someone without having a visual aid is more is more of a challenge so for me I use a scanner for everyone and we scan all the patients um, and we really try and keep that 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 record and that communication channel open you know, I think you're absolutely right. I know people now definitely are getting more accustomed to digital information and, um, you know, as digital technology changes and all, all of that good stuff. But I know if someone used that on me and just was able to show me this is exactly the problem, I would be able to say, oh, yeah, you know, you're right. You know, as someone that doesn't have any clinical experience, that's something 
I think is actually really valuable. Yeah, exactly. And you know, it's like when we when um like sometimes for for Invisalign, I get people who come in who who want Invisalign and they say, oh, it's it's just this one tooth that I that I that I don't like. And I really understand because that's the tooth they see that 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 they don't like. But actually, it's not just that tooth we need to move. We normally need to move all the teeth in order to correct that tooth position. And also thinking about what's going on in the other arch. So you've got the top arch and the bottom arch. So what's going on in the other one? Like, is that creating helping creating a problem is that going to be an issue and actually using the scan and, and then being able to manipulate it and show it in different in different views means that patients can um you know see what again what we're talking about because a lot of the time otherwise it's just sort of conceptual and you know it becomes becomes very conceptual and that that I think is a, is a barrier um, I certainly like to understand things before I go ahead like at the moment we're 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 about to lay some new lawn and I mean when I'm talking to lawn companies I was like I really had to research it so that I could talk to them in a way that I would then understand exactly what they're going to going to do if they just said sent me a whole list of you know um term terminology I would feel overwhelmed and be like I've got no idea what you're talking about but okay but now, because I've done the research and I understand it and, you know, they've spent time talking to me about all the different processes with images and diagrams. Now I'm like, OK, no, I really get it. So it's not just for, for you know, dental life. It's for about all types of life. We like that visual communication. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, we can't really talk about clear aligners without talking about the elephant in the room of direct consumer orthodontic treatments or in other words companies that will sell you aligners without you ever having to go and speak to a dental professional now we won't go too much into this because it is a huge a huge huge topic but I just really would like to get your thoughts on how something like align technology and Invisalign is different to for example these companies who I will not name so I think for me I know how much time and effort goes into creating the right ClinCheck. And when I say ClinCheck, that's the online planning service and making sure that the ClinCheck is right for the patient. Um, and that takes that takes that takes me a, a long time. And the more time I spend on it, as long as the patient wears their aligners, the less time the patient's in treatment and we do thorough assessments and I do my own clean checks but I also help and you know I help out with the Invisalign education and so I see a lot of a lot of clean checks each week and the 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 care and time that it goes into the planning process is significant. And when we think about all the research and development that has gone into sort of making movements more predictable, um, that, you know, Align have done, I think it's something like 1. Uh, 1.3 billion after over the last nine years has gone into the development, the research and development of Invisalign. So it's a significant amount of money. It's a significant amount of, of research that's going in. And each year they're bringing out new clinical innovations to really ensure that, you know, it's, it's the, the user interface. We're getting that predictability in the movements, you know, all the attachments, how things are staged, everything. 
when I think about what that really drives from, it really drives from very good assessment of the patient. And for, for me, I like to be, there's some things I can see on photos, sure. But actually, there's a lot of things I really need to have seen for myself in the patient's mouth um, to be happy to comment on or talk about. And that for me is, that for me is a big, is a big, big difference. I think, you know, there are some companies who perhaps don't use attachments or perhaps don't um, plan in any sort of little bit of microfiling. And my worry there is that actually that what that means is that we are going to be relying on a particular type of movement, which is more predictable, which is where we move the teeth out, which we call proclination. It just means tipping the teeth forward. And making sure that's within a particular person's biological limit and what i mean by that is within the bone is 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 important because otherwise we can be left with recession we can be left with unfavorable bites um and i've seen a few cases that have come to me um after having treatment and we've either had to go back into treatment or or with with invisalign and try and um move things a different way um and also you know maybe doing some other other treatment like restorative so veneers composites etc to try and get things back into a comfortable bite so that would be my my main con concern i guess is just making sure that everything everything's safe because sure we can move teeth but is it that right plan for the patient um and making sure that everything's been considered and if there are more complex tooth movements like rotations or you know intrusions so when we're rotating tooth we're twisting it round when we say intrusion we're moving the tooth sort of vertically um to correct sort of a vertical discrepancy um normally we're doing that to correct a bite to make the teeth that small look more even you know those movements are more challenging and they do normally require some auxiliaries such as attachments around on the teeth to make them more predictable to make sure that they actually happen yeah and you know at the foundation we hear a lot and you know one thing i will say is that these companies tend to stick to a one-size-fits-all attitude to their treatments and you know that is just the exact opposite attitude you need to have with anything related to healthcare dentistry or not um but we'll leave that conversation for a different day <laughs> uh let's finish on a bit of a lighter note yeah. so we've talked a lot about technology that is happening now um but technology always changes what is the one thing in the future your golden nugget of tech that you just think is going to be game changing if it comes out I mean, I just, I was actually talking to someone on Tuesday night and I was like, I feel so privileged to be a dentist in this at, at the moment because things are developing so quickly. I mean, it's astounding. Like even when I first started Invisalign to where Invisalign is now, <laughs> it's crazy. And obviously I've gone on my own learning journey at the same time. So I also know how to use it better and everything. Um, but 
I think, I mean, I feel that the future is going to become more digital. So we're really digital now, but becoming more digital. I think there's going to be far more AI technology introduced, which is fantastic because, again, it's just breaking down those barriers. I mean, I'm waiting for the day where, you know, I'm I'm like in another room and it's the and it's like, you know, the uh, cardiac surgeons, what they've got at the moment. So we're in another room. So people don't need to be scared of the dentist anymore because the dent- <laughs> dentist isn't even in the room. Um I don't think that's coming very soon, but, you know, just even more minimally invasive things. I mean, our materials, everything's getting better and better. Um, I think treatment, orthodontic treatments probably will become shorter. Um, Of course, we always have to consider that the technology can improve massively, but human biology isn't going to, you know, go through a 10 year evolution (laughs) evolution that quickly um but the main thing i would love to see is i would just really like to see a a better relationship between patients and the profession i think that that we are in a we're in a position where with the technology we have now and the technology that i hope is coming that we can really improve the lives of our patients and i think that there is there is, uh, you know, you see it in the media and everything. There is this breakdown of 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 some parts, and if we can all strive to work together and, you know, be be understanding as a whole, that's the patients and dentists, and and really work to be to to communicate and and as I said, have that relationship together. Then I think that's that's where I would really love the focus to be over over the next few years because I think that's really important and once we create that then you know everyone's going to benefit because people will have less issues better oral health um pain problems and we all know those pain and problems start on Christmas Eve or when your dentist has just gone on holiday or when you're just about to go on holiday and actually if we can if we can work for that um then I think that that's truly going to uplift everyone um you know we don't just look I really don't believe that dentists look after teeth we look after people and we have to understand everyone is different and you know talk to people in in you know change our approach as you said it's not a one-size-fits-all model um and I just I just really am excited oh that's amazing and you know you are right the human mouth can only evolve so much um, before we hit the cap on what technology is able to to do for us in that sense. But it's been really, really lovely to speak to you. And, um, you know, I'm going to let you get back to your very busy day and uh, enjoying your new lawn. <laughs> and uh, yeah, thank you so much for sitting down and talking to me. Thank you so much. Have a lovely, lovely day. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, and yes, enjoy the sunshine too. There you have it that was our conversation with dr millie all about the um technology that goes into invisalign and the things that align technology are up to now if you want to learn more about them i'll link a bit of information in the description of this podcast thank you again dr millie and i hope that you enjoy what's left of national smile month <music>